Hey guys, this is April, also known as the Soul Coach. This is Season 3, Episode 5. Alright you guys, welcome. This is my first installment of Business and Leadership Coaching. This is something that new that I, it's a new service that I have with my business now, which I don't even know. I didn't think about it before. It's like totally crazy for to me because I li- I have been doing business and leadership coaching for about 20 years. And when I tell you, like I, I had my first job at 16 and then they literally were trying to push me into a leadership position at that age. And I remember, you know, I'm going to have tons of stories. So I'm just telling you right now, I have a tons of stories. But the big picture of it all is that I have all this experience and I'm very good at it. And that's why I want to be a coach because I have been coaching people in leadership positions for over 20 years. And uh, with that talent, and it's natural, um, and a lot of experience, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of failures, and tons and tons of successes. I want to be able to share that with you guys on this podcast and also for you to use my services as a business coach to help you grow your leadership and your team. No business, I mean, let's just back up. If you are a new business owner, uh, existing business owner, or if you're just like, I think I want to start a business. I'm not sure. You're going to need a team. You have to have the team. Even if it's you and you go looking for an assistant. If it's you and you go like thinking about um, expand expanding. Who wants to be an entrepreneur and continue to work by themselves? No one. <laughs> not a single person. You always want to create a team around you. And the team around you is a a direct reflection of you. And I have old school leadership business model. And I'm telling you, you are your weakest link. You are no better than that. Because you are the reflection of your team. And if you have a poor performer on your team, that's a reflection of the leadership. When I see us, when I used to go in stores and uh, go into these stories and I see like well let me tell well what's your turnover rate like I need to know if you have a high turnover rate that means that the leadership is is trash (laughs) that means that you aren't being a leader you're too busy managing and I think that a lot of people have it confused because being a manager is ones that manage my son can manage anything he manages little boys at the boy scout meetings you know what I mean? His little ones, he's like one of the smallest ones there and he's still leading because he's a natural leader. He's a Leo like his mom. But besides that though, like big picture thinking, you want to be a leader and a leader is somebody that works with their team and not just point the finger and be like, hey, you do this, this and this. I'm going to go chill in the back room. I have seen it all. <laughs> I have seen leaders be friends with their employees. I have seen lines being crossed. I have witnessed so many things on my journey in business that I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? (laughs) Like, why would you think that that would be okay? And so I wanted to like really (laughs) 
help the new entrepreneurs and business owners out there that is building a team and thinking about maybe hiring leaderships in their team and uh, to be able to hold them accountable because one of the one of my, uh, my old school, I mean, I want to say about ten years ago, I met this VP of one of the companies that I was working for. He absolutely adored me, and I loved him. He was my height, <laughs> maybe a little inch or two taller, but we're about the same height if I had heels on. And his name was Adam. And Adam used to come into the stores and be like. But he would always come during a a, a Mercury retrograde. And it would be so funny because nothing that he would say would stick. And I'm like, he is like the Mercury retrograde leader. Like, it was so funny. And he wanted, he's like, look, you know, I really think that, you you know, uh, I wanted to be an area manager. I wanted to have several stores. I wanted to travel, which I was doing anyway. I was training store managers. I was doing all this stuff already. And I was like, give me the title and the money in the expense account. <laughs> Go ahead and get this done. Because I ran such a tight ship. And I always have. And uh, But the one thing that I loved about Adam, because he taught me so much about business, even though he was Mercury Retrograde uh, leader, <laughs> uh, is that he taught me about team and leadership. And the way you carry yourself as a leader. Um, And I learned so much because I've had a lot of great leaders during my career. But the one thing that I have to say that he taught me was how to carry myself as a leader. And that alone (laughs) is where you should start. That's like the first thing you should have be, you know, be aware of. You are not equal to your employees. And I know people are like, oh, that person's no better than me. But I'm not saying that they're better or worse than you. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that your employees are your employees. They're not your friends. And some of them are family members. They, you might you might want your family to be, you know, this, that, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, though, they're not your equal. And you have to have this bold line between you being a leader and them being an employee. Because they will cross it. It's just like children. Whether you have kids or not, you, you are a kid. <laughs> you know which parent you can get away with, which stuff you can get away with. I mean, it's just just that simple. And um, I know for a fact that, like, with my son, he gets away with murder with me. And he knows, and I know that, and I recognize that. But with dad, his dad looks at him, and he's like, he's right in line. It's the same thing when you have employees. It's the same exact thing. You have to be the leader. It's as if... I don't want to get into politics. (laughs) I I, I was about to do an analogy, but I can't do that. So what I uh, do want to say, though, like the most successful people have the most successful teams in the, the right people around them. And the reason that they have that is because they are strategic in the way they pick people. They go out and recruit. They don't wait for good people to walk into the door. They go out and get them and they recruit them. That is... 
leadership 101. But it starts with you. And so throughout these next few weeks, I will be talking about different things. Um, In order to create a great business, you have to have great people, great product or store, and you have to have great service. Those three things alone will make you very successful. (laughs) I DM my clients. I follow up with them. I'm asking them how their day going midweek way. Hey, where you at? Are you doing good? You know, because that's the service part of it. And I have a great product because my services are bomb.com because I mean, it's me, right? And then like the people, I don't have a team yet, but I know that when I move to next level, it'd be no brainer that I'm going to go recruit somebody. I already have two people in line right now that I know that I need. And it's like, I've already dropped the seeds on, look, let me tell you, when this budget opens up for me to have this extra person, you're going to be the person. Like, that is how far ahead you need to think. But before you even think about hiring anybody, you need to get your shit together. (laughs) As a leader, you need to have your shit together. And that is why I am doing this part of the podcast. (laughs) It really kind of goes together, especially if you're a spiritual person, because you use discernment when you're recruiting and you have to put your antennas in the air when you are wanting to build a team. But um, you also have to use a law of attraction and all that other stuff. But I'm getting ahead of myself again. So it starts with you and getting your shit together. So Adam used to come in and he used to drop these nuggets on me all the time. So I was like, you know what? I do need to dress better. I do need to carry myself better. He's like, April, you, he's like, you run such a tight ship. You have such a great team. You really have picked the right people, but you need to elevate yourself. He's like, you look very trendy and all everything. But he's like, but if I was to walk in this store, I wouldn't know who the leader was. And I said, well, isn't that what you want? And he's like, no. (laughs) It's like, hell no. It's like, I want to know who the person in charge is. Not another employee. And I was like, okay. So he taught me how to elevate and take, to take myself to the next level. So when I was running a store, if I was anywhere traveling or whatever, they automatically knew, oh, you must be the district manager. Oh, you must be this. Oh, you must be that. Because that is how I carried myself. And he taught me that. And the way that I dressed and in and, and, uh, and everything. It's like professional, but I don't want to be like suit and tie professional. Uh, but it starts with me. That's one. It's a physical. Like your physical appearance from your hair down to your nails to like to how you dress, how you groom yourself, whatever. The second thing is your personal accountability for yourself. Owning your own shit. Let me tell you, as a leader, everyone is looking at you. When I say everyone, I mean from the vendors to the customers to the employees. They watch your every freaking move. You need to work with integrity. You would think that that was something I would not have to teach or coach or talk about. But it's so true. You work with integrity and you don't, it's just like a parent telling a kid, do as I say and not as I do. That doesn't work in business. 
that does not work out in business because they're going to try to get away with anything that they can get away with if they don't get caught. And that's just how it is. And then some of the people, your best employees are the ones that I, the best employees are the ones that you really need to watch because they are so stellar and they will get you in your pockets. <laughs> I'm telling you, not everybody works with a moral compass. And I have fired some amazing employees, but they were stealing from me. And it's like, well, I saw you do this or I saw you do that. You know, not me in particular, but I'm just saying like, so that's why you have to work with integrity and you have to carry yourself, look good, your parents, and you have to work with integrity. Have some personal accountability on how you show up in the business. If you're late, you can't expect for your employees to be on time. I mean, that's just, that's common sense, right? If you're doing shady shit with the money, they're going to do shady shit with the money. <laughs> it's just how it is. You are a you are the example of what they look at, and they're going to mimic you. It's the same thing when you have kids. That's why I didn't I didn't want children for so long because all my stores and people that I ran and I was in charge of were, were like my kids. So I already had like parent and one on one because my employees were like kids. And I knew what I had to do and how I had to show up every single day when I was, you know, in in the stores. And it's a big responsibility. And imagine being a business owner, depending on, you know, your profits, depending on all of those things, because you are like, you are feeding your family. <laughs> you are making a life for your family. So you need to show up the right way. Have that personal accountability. And then, you know, uh, another thing that I think is extremely important in being a leader is setting, not only leading by example, but being clear on what it is that you want to do and what you want to accomplish. The blind cannot lead the blind. So when you are the leader... You need to set the goals. Like this is the goal and this is what we want to accomplish. What is your what is your company's motto? Like are we living by this motto? Are we family oriented? Are we goal setting? Are we like what is it that you want to accomplish as a whole and what you want your team to accomplish? You should be living that. And I have seen so many leaders not doing that. And I just, it blows my mind because I'm like, do you know how much father you would be if you just had a clear goal in mind? If I know that I need to hire two people and the two people that I need to hire for my spiritual business is I need a web person and I need an assistant. And I already know who those two people are going to be. But I will have a meeting with them. <laughs> but like, this is the goal and this is what we need to accomplish in the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 6 months, a year, 3 years, 5 years. Because I want to continue to elevate my business. I want to move forward. But I have to have the right people and we all have to be on the same accord. I can't be thinking that this is, I'm going to be over here and this is the goal. And they're thinking it's two other things. 
Nobody's going to get anything done because we're going in different directions. I've seen I've seen that in a lot of leaders. They assume that their team knows what they want and they don't. And then they it's like a hamstring and wheel because you're turning and turning and turning because you aren't clear on the goals that you want to set. That's why not everybody's not meant to be a leader. <laughs> Everybody wants to be one. Everybody wants to be a business owner or entrepreneur. And they want to be a leader, but they don't know what it takes to be a leader. I know that when I used to first take over stores, because I was known as a fixer, 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 I fixed fixer. <laughs> what the hell is I'm talking about? I was known as a fixer. I would go in and I would mop and I would sweep and I would clean the toilets and I would do those things deliberately. Because I needed to show them that I'm no better than you. And if I'm not here cleaning this damn toilet, you should as well. If I got to stay late and fix XYZ, then I don't want to hear your mouth when I ask you to stay late. Right? (laughs) If we have a project that we're working on, I'm going to be the one that's going to be here with you. I'm not going to... I'm not going to hold... It's my business. (laughs) So why would I leave it in the hands for somebody else to do? Hell no. No, no, I'm not doing that. That's not, no. (laughs) No, that's not what you need to do. And I just think that a lot of leaders, they just get, you know, they have this idea and they're always a great idea. And they get into business and they're like, yo, I'm going to do this, this, this. And then they wheels are turning and they're all over the place. And they forget that they have people watching them. And they're like, wait, well, what are we supposed to do? And those people aren't clear on what to do because you aren't clear on what you want to do. If that makes sense, right? So the main thing is, you know, this business coaching that I service that I offer is for new entrepreneurs and existing entrepreneurs and business owners to really take a hard look at themselves. I have a questionnaire that I have them fill out on like them personally. Like, are you setting goals for your team? What, what are you doing? Before I even dive into your team, I need to know what kind of leader you are. Are you leading by example? Are you showing up every day? Are you present? Are you giving them constructive conversations are you giving them positive reinforcements? Are you just coming in like a whirlwind and snapping fingers? I mean, like, how do you think people respond? You know, do you know when your employee, did you know your employee mother just died last week? Like, how do you create that balance between and not being too personal, personal, but being personable? Those are two different things, Right. Asking an employee how they're doing and genuinely wanting to know how they're doing makes a difference. But if you are just like, oh, you're doing fine, okay, great. And you're not really understanding, like, why this employee is your top performer is dropping down to the bottom, you need to find out what's going on with them personally. And it's easy to say to leave your problems at the door. But if somebody is going through a depression or if they lost somebody... I mean, I let me just tell you, <laughs> that's another reason that I'm a life coach, because for the last 20 years, 
I have counseled so many employees on things that had nothing to do with the business. Because you are a psychologist when you are a leader. <laughs> you take on the responsibility of everyone. Not just yourself. But it starts with you. And uh, that is what my business coaching uh, teaches you. And uh, I'm so excited about it, too, though. Like, I mean, man, let me tell you something. I am on my spiritual journey learning, and I have these gifts that God gave me in path, like psychic, you know, I got all this stuff, right? And I used to be, it's like being a doctor with a shaky scalpel. Now that my scalpel is firm in my hand with my spirituality, my business coaching is a no-brainer. It's like I've been doing it for so long. Like it's just like, let me tell you what why why your business is fucked up. <laughs> X Y Z X Y Z right, and um, that's why this podcast is explicit because I cuss. Okay, I cuss with grown people. I don't cuss with my son though. But uh, that being said, I was just like. I am so excited about my business coaching because I love to fix things. I'm a fixer, and that's it. I love to fix people. I love to fix things. I go in. I organize. I have a little touch of OCD. I like things very clean. I like things very organized, easy to touch. Like, that is my thing. I love those things. That makes me happy. Yay! But uh, anyway... Anyway, but as a business coach, it's like one of the things that I'm like, yo, like this is what you're doing right. And you have like all these great, great strengths. And then these are your opportunities. I don't like the word weaknesses because I feel like opportunities are things that you can change. Things that you can work on. Things that you can move the needle on. When I used to get my performance evaluations from my bosses, they would come fly in and we'll go to lunch. (laughs) And then there's some of my bosses that used to come to me and be like, April, you know, you're a jam and a donut. And I really didn't have anything bad to say or whatever. And I didn't really like that because I felt like I needed to always be challenged and I always needed to be pushed as a leader. And for you to tell me that, oh, well, you're great at everything. Yeah, I know I am, but there's opportunities in everyone. And my best leaders told me how it is and didn't sugarcoat it and even when I did a lot of things right I had one leader told me he was like April you do a lot of things right and he's like and I'm not even going he's like you just you just got it he said but let me tell you something you need to stay humble I was like wait what (laughs) I need to what he's like you need to stay humble he said, yeah, the president of the company came and da 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 and gave you all these accolades and shouted you out and so forth and did this company memo and all this other things. And he said, but at the end of the day, though, you remain humble. You remain humble because that's how God blesses you with more. And I was like, whoa. He, the, the guy that I'm talking about is Herman. And the reason I mentioned his name, Adam and Herman, them two men, let me tell you, best leaders I had ever in my in my life and Herman has to the best and the reason I say that he is is because he taught me life lessons along the way and that is you know that you've had those bosses and those leaders 
that you're like, you know what? She allowed me to do X, Y, Z. And I have employees now that come to me and it's like, man, April, that talk we had in the back, bruh, (laughs) you changed my life. And I was already doing this at a very young age, but didn't know. And uh, very early in my career. And so I um, not only am I talking about best practices and, and, and how you should be as a leader, I'm also telling you, like, I have experience to be your business coach as well because I I've been there and I've done that (laughs) I've traveled the country in the world uh fixing people in stores and things and uh I want to do it and I want to be your business coach and that is uh what this podcast part is about and uh I tie in my life coaching with my business coaching because it goes hand in hand when you are a leader and you are going through something, how do you separate when you're going through a divorce, your dad died? And so, I mean, like, I've been there. <laughs> Imagine being pregnant, your dad died the next day, and your mom have a breakdown. But you still have to show up for the 30-plus employees that you're in charge of. How do you do that? How do you... Ground yourself and be like, I can't let this business fail because I'm a mess inside. So it goes hand in hand. And also team building, different team building exercises. Like I used to go into different stores and the team would be just a mess. When I say a mess, I'm talking about their fighting. The customers can feel it. The numbers were showing it, and it was just me like it was just chaos, and the leader in the building lost control. And uh, you know, you see those mothers on TV or whatever, and they have all these kids, and the kids totally running over her because she just doesn't have control over the kids. What was that show that used to come on back in the day? Nanny daycare or nanny whatever. I never watched it. Whatever it's called. You know what I'm talking about. And she used to come in and the kids were like damn crazy. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what is all this? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No shade or nothing. But I was just like, what is going on with this mama? <laughs> Girl, you need to get it together. Um, but anyway, uh, it's the same thing when you think about business. And if you, as a leader, have all these things that's going on with you... You, you tend to check out sometimes. <laughs> and it shows. Because your team is chaotic. Because you're chaotic within. But anyway, I'm not going to go into detail about any of that. This was just kind of like an overview of uh, my business coaching and best practices. And I'll be more... It'll be more like organized next Friday. But this Friday, I just kind of want to talk to you about like who I am on the business side of my coaching and you guys already know who I am spiritually. But on the business side of my coaching, I uh, wanted to to share that with you along with uh, the best practices. And really starting with you, you know, as a leader in the building, um, in your own business, you are the leader. And you set the tone for everyone. And you just can't accept what you've accepted when you were an employee with someone. It's different. It's a totally different ballgame. I'm literally right now sitting in a parking lot recording this podcast 
because I have to go get my son and we got to go to the bread store to get some bread. <laughs> like, seriously, like that's, that is the life of an entrepreneur. And I have a promo that I'm supposed to be doing today. And I keep, I, I got to like, get this done before three o'clock. Like literally like time, this is my agenda. This is what I got to do. And I'm supposed to be meeting another, a new life coach that wants to collaborate next week. <laughs> She just called me. It's that kind of craziness and chaos that goes on in an entrepreneur's life. So if you have anything personally going on, personal going on, which we all do, you have to learn to create the balance. And that is also why I have the eight-week coaching program. <laughs> anyway, you guys, thanks for listening to me. You guys have a kick-ass weekend. Y'all have fun. Enjoy yourself. Practice some self-love. We are still in the in the energy of this full moon. Um, it lingers for days. Uh, take some time, light a candle, reflect, because when Mercury retrograde, um, show some gratefulness to your ancestors, to your spirit guides. Um, start really thinking about what it is that you want to accomplish in twenty twenty, because it's like right around the corner, a whole new decade, whole new century. All of that is in, like, less than three months. So what are you going to do with yourself, right? So thank you guys for listening to me. Hopefully these this helped some of you, you entrepreneurs or if you're thinking about starting a spiritual business. Um, I'm still learning. I'm going to always learn along the way. But let me tell you something. As much as I failed, I always find a way to go around and succeed. And I've been successful this time around because I made a lot of mistakes before. And uh, and I want to teach those things to you. It's so exciting to do. I might not be a millionaire yet. And that is not even my goal to be a millionaire. I don't care about that. That's not even my goal. My goal is to retire when my son gets out of high school. <laughs> That's my goal. Because I, I just want to travel. Now, all I got to do is find me a man. <laughs> I feel a man and a partner that wants to do the same thing. And uh, I have 10 years. I have 10 years to get it together. Do you think I can get it together in 10 years? Yeah, I think I can. I think I got it. I think you guys got it too. My son will be 18. I've already given him a pep talk. You either go to Morehouse. <laughs> he doesn't have to go to Morehouse, but I want him to go to Morehouse. You need to go to college or start your own business or do whatever. But let me tell you something. Your mama's not going to be around. I'll be traveling somewhere. You need to get figure it out. 80-year-old boy. And he's looking at me, batting his eyes like, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm playing that seed right now, boo. Because, like, in 10 years, mama's going to be, I'm still going to be doing coaching, though. I'm still going to have my business. But I am not going to be, it's not going to be the same. I'll be able to delegate. I'll be able to not feel like I'm the one-person show. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, So that's my manifestation for the next 10 years to totally retire. (laughs) So I got to be on the grind right now. And uh, on the grind, uh, and you need to be on the grind. Like right now. And you guys, half of you guys are younger than I am. I look at my demographics and I see how young some of these people, like some of you guys are. And I'm like, you guys have like 20, 30 years. And I don't have, like, I'm not old, but I'm in my 40s. So, hello. 
hello. <laughs> I don't, I mean, like, come on now. You know what I'm saying? So by the time my son graduates high school, I'll be 50. So it's just like, what, what are you, what are you guys waiting for? What you waiting for? Don't think that you can't accomplish the things that you need to accomplish because you feel like it's the end of the road because you're 30. <laughs> I felt that because when I was 30, I got married. Well, I didn't get married. I got engaged and I was going to marry this guy and we were going to like be happy ever after. And I have any kids either. So it was just like, <sighs> I got a kid. I'm 30. I got to get married. No, no, stop that. Stop these timelines. I'm, I'm okay. I'm like on my soapbox right now. I'm sorry, but stop these timelines. Stop thinking that something has to be a particular time. You know what I'm saying? Like, just stop it. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. You are exactly where you need to be at this moment in time. That sounded very Oprah of me, didn't it? Sound very Oprah. <laughs> You're exactly where you need to be at the time because you are. And I am a late bloomer. I always been a late bloomer. I didn't have sex till I was eighteen for the first time. Like all my friends were fucking when they were fourteen and fifteen. <laughs> they were. I was not. I was focused on other things. And plus, my f- grandfather raised me. And he was a reverend, so I couldn't go anywhere. But at the end of the day, though, I'm glad I'm a late bloomer because all my friends' kids they they have grandkids. How are you 36 with grandkids? I, I don't understand that. But anyway, uh, I have no judgment. But at the end of the day, though, everybody's life is different. Everybody's life shifts the way that it's supposed to be at perfect timing. But God gives you free will. And free will allows you to make the right choices. And if you make the wrong choice, that's on you. You're going to learn a lesson. The lesson's going to be hard. So that's why you need to stay in tune with everything with God, with your spirit guides, with Buddha, whatever you believe in, and and allow the natural flow of life to come to you. The flow, you know, when I think about my last podcast, I think about like when I told you like I'm a control freak. I am. I have to be in front of everything and do it the right way. And I got to do this. It's hard for me to be an assist, somebody's assistant. (laughs) I could never. But (laughs) me learning to balance me being in control and not in control is something that I know that I need to do. But that's doing that shadow work that I talked about, you know, uh, being able to create that balance. So I think I'm off my soapbox now. I just get these. At the end of my podcast, a lot of times I go, it's spirit talking through me. It's not really me. (coughs) It's spirit. It's like, hold on, you got to, you got one more frequency you need to, to get out to whoever needs to hear this. And that's exactly what it is. It is spirit talking through me saying, hey, somebody else needs to hear what I'm about to put through you. And that's exactly what I am because I'm a vessel. Anyway, you guys, thank you. Have a kick-ass weekend. I'll talk to you guys on Monday for my spiritual coaching. Thanks. Bye.